0: In life, taking the first steps can be the hardest, but with support and love from people like our next guest, putting one foot in front of the other becomes a mission. Hello, and welcome back to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast. We here at Arkansas Children's are hoping you and your family are staying safe during the holiday months. On today's episode of the Live, Learn, and Play podcast, we sit down with Carrie Andrews, Jaden's mom, to discuss his adoption, challenges, and successes, and the strength to go from being in a wheelchair all day to walking and talking a mile a minute. As always, please subscribe to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. Now, here's Carrie. Well, Carrie Andrews, welcome to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast. I was just telling Carrie, I have seen her son's, Jaden's video. And so I feel like I know her, but I actually haven't met her till just this moment. But if you haven't seen Jaden's story, hop over to our Facebook um, and definitely watch his patient story or YouTube. So, Carrie, for those of us who haven't seen the video yet, uh, tell us a little bit about your family. And of course, we're going to focus on Jaden. in today's podcast
1: but tell us about a little bit about yourself I'm a mom of two boys Jaden is 13 and Jalen is 3 I'm a mom through adoption so both of my kiddos are adopted they're not biologically related and they were adopted about a year apart Um Jaden is a complete teenager full of life always wants to go and do um, he loves making people laugh and it's something he's really good at is just brightening the room anywhere he goes and he loves being a big brother so he's always trying to take care of the baby is what he calls him the baby this the baby that and so he loves helping out with the baby so tell
0: us about so take us back to the first time you met Jaden what that first meeting was like the
1: first time I met Jaden was at an adoption event um it was about four days after my home was officially open for adoption. It was the first event I went to, and it was at a church. Games were set up for the children, and so there were little kids, big kids, teenagers, you know, all over the place running around playing, interacting, and then adults everywhere um, their attorneys, their caseworkers, their foster parents, everybody just running around. So the first time I saw Jaden, he was at the event, and he was in his wheelchair. At the time, he was full-time in a wheelchair. And he was zooming around the room as fast as he could go, trying to play and with anybody that would stop and listen to him, interact with anybody, do all the games. And there was one foosball table that he kept going back to. And so I just kind of went over and stood and watched. Him interact with the other children and there was a little boy he kept trying to play with and so he was just going back and forth around the table trying to play foosball which I don't think he actually knew what it was at the time but he was doing the best he could Um, and so at that time I got to talk to him a little bit but mostly I spoke with the lady that brought him he was living in a residential facility at the time a rehab center and so she was activities director and she brought him that day to the adoption event just to get him out there and see if they could find a family that matched his needs. So was this the first time you had
0: been at any type of event like
1: that? Yes, it was very overwhelming.
0: So were you expecting to go there that day and leave with someone
1: with a child to adopt or what were your expectations for the day? I didn't really have any since I'd never been to an event. I knew that it was going to be Kind of wild. There were going to be children everywhere, people everywhere. I knew it was something that was going to be awkward and uncomfortable for me. Um, just the whole going with all these kids, and you have a list that you can write potential children down that you're interested in getting to know. That for me was strange, um, and I knew that was going to happen, but I really did not expect to have a list of kids to inquire on or. I mean, I didn't expect anything to come from that first event. So you left that
0: event, and did you just keep thinking about Jaden, or what what happened afterwards that made you take the next move?
1: Well, at that time, I worked at a a different residential facility than what he lived at. I am a special education teacher, and I worked with severe to profound children birth to twenty-one. And he actually had lived there for two months, not when I worked there, but prior. And so they had told me about him. So I, I had heard of him and knew who he was, but never met him or anything. And so when I saw him, I knew he was the redhead cowboy everybody talked about. Okay, we have to know more about the nickname, the redheaded cowboy. What exactly does that mean? He obviously has red hair. If you say that to him now, he's going to correct you and tell you it's orange. Hair can't be red. Um, But he was everything horses. He was raised around horses. He loves the rodeo, watching it on TV. He always wants to go to the rodeo, horse shows, um, anything to do with a horse he wants to be a part of. The first time we went out of the facility he lived in on a visit before he moved in with me, you know, just seeing if we were still a good fit. We went to the park. He had so much fun, laughed, played the whole time. As soon as we get in the car to leave, I said, well, did you have fun? No, there's no horses. I mean, loved horses, wanted to ride horses. And so that was not something he could just go and do anymore, was ride horses um, on his own. So I did get him into horseback riding, therapeutic riding. So he started doing that. But, I mean, it was just everything horses and rodeo, country music, you know his favorite singers, Luke Bryan and he always wants to go see Luke Bryan sing and I keep trying to tell him, you know, Luke Bryan doesn't live here. We can't just go down the street and see him sing. So he would be happy if he could just listen to country
0: music and ride horses all the time? Yes. So now you have met with uh, the caseworker, and um, so Jaden is now uh, living with you. Take us through some of those first couple of days and your transition uh, with Jaden.
1: It's kind of funny because, you know, he lived in a facility, so there were people everywhere all the time. He was never alone. Even, you know, at night when he's asleep, there's nurses, there's staff checking in on this the kids. There's roommates, so he's never alone. The first time he spent the night it starts with an overnight visit um before they move in. You do some weekend visits. But the first time I'll never forget we sat down and he is too fed so he doesn't he can't just sit down to eat. But I was eating and he looked at me and he was confused because he's not used to that. And he said, the workers eat in the kitchen. And okay. I looked at him, I said, excuse me? And he said it again. I was like, well, Jaden, I'm not your worker. I'm going to be your mom. Mm, how sweet. It was so funny. And so he had little things like that to get used to. But then the, the biggest challenge was getting used to the freedom. You know, he didn't have to, when he was in a facility, he would get up in the middle of the night, and he'd say he was practicing walking. And then he'd fall and get hurt. But once he moved in, he stopped using his wheelchair full time and he was able to walk around. So just getting used to being a kid again in a house was the biggest thing he had to get used to. That's that
0: that what a sweet story, first of all. And just I I can only imagine him getting used to first not having people around all the time. And um, like you said, he he was 11 when you adopted him. So just getting used to being a kid and, and having that freedom. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, how your journey started with Arkansas Children's. um, What brought you to the neuro clinic and just kind of your journey at at Children's?
1: Well, he was already with Children's when he moved in with me. Um, You know, doctors here were medical directors there at the facility he was at. So there was already that connection. He was already being seen. Now, a lot of the specialty clinics he did not see. It was kind of set up different. So once he was in my home and I got him set up with his PCP at Children's, that's when the referrals for a lot of the specialty clinics came in. Um, And really, we were referred to, I guess, nutrition and rehab. And then from there rehab started doing all the other referrals that we needed.
0: And how has, um, I know in the video and the patient story, uh, we see him with Dr. Manbeck. If you could tell us how Dr. Manbeck and his team has helped Jaden.
1: When we started seeing Dr. Manbeck, um, rehab referred us and Dr. Manbeck just kind of you know, watched him, worked him for a little bit to kind of see a baseline of where he was and talked to me about a movement clinic um, that was going to be new, something he wanted him to start with. But we kind of hit a roadblock with it. There wasn't a whole lot of progress at first. And so Dr. Manbeck talking with other people wanted to try a different medication. And that is when the big change came. Um, we would be out. And of course, if you hear him talk, a lot of times unfamiliar listeners can't understand him. And I'd say 95% of the time, I'd always have to interpret for him. And then one day, just, you know, it's natural. I'm used to kind of repeating what he says so people know what he's talking about. And before I even started, a lady at a store responded to him. And they just kind of, you know, huh, that's interesting. And those kind of things started happening more and more and more, more frequently. And it was due to that medicine that um, Dr. that prescribed for him. And then he also had a walker once he got out of his wheelchair because he had, falls a lot. Um, so he'd have a walker that he would use. Well, then I noticed waiting in the line to pick him up from school, I'd see him. Start walking, he'd take a step and then he'd pick his feet up and slide. I'm going, Okay, that's not safe. <laughs> and then he'd get faster and faster. And so I talked to rehab and I talked to Dr. Manbeck, and I was like, Look, I think we need to rethink what's going on. But it was all due to that medicine. Everything started improving so much so that part of it got dangerous. We had to cut that part out, which was the walker. And then you know, now he can go around and talk to people, and a lot of people understand him.
0: So in addition to, you mentioned uh, nutrition and rehab, what other specialties and clinics Jaden visit?
1: Okay, nutrition, movement, neurology, rehab, sleep clinic, ENT, and that's it. he gets bone density screenings. So we see radiology for that, but that's about
0: it. Okay, and so how? What does that mean to you as as a parent that you can bring Jaden here, and there's so many specialties that are able to help him
1: in in different areas? In eye clinic, I forgot eye clinic. Um, well, it's it's really nice because they're all connected. So instead of having to go through his history, I mean, we still go through his history at appointments, but instead of having to go through a complete history at every single appointment, they can pull it up in the the computer system and they can see. They can see when he has a visit. When was the last time he went to a different clinic? What happened at that appointment, all his medical notes from the past however many years and just having that connection of doctors that can get in there and see and nurses that can see it really helps. Um, cause we get calls all the time. Hey, this appointment has to be rescheduled. I see you're here on, you're coming up next Wednesday for this. Do you want an appointment with us at the same on the same day? So that's been really nice.
0: And let's start. So you said that you started seeing improvements as far as a conversation and not having to translate everything. Um, how else
1: has, have you seen him thrive? He's able to do a lot more. When I first, the first day I took him to the park, before he moved in with me, I had to physically help him do pretty much everything. Um, And like I said, he was in a wheelchair at that time. Now, when I take him to the park, I can either play or I can go sit down and watch. There are some things that are still kind of scary because you know that's gonna be a challenge, he may fall. But little kids fall. That's what they do. You know, when you're learning how to walk around, falls are expected. Um, So it's just that kind of gaining independence. He can now get dressed. He can go get his own clothes. I had to take all the drawers out of his dresser because he'd, you know, play with them and they broke. And so all his clothes are now in his closet organized where he can just go grab it, dress himself, change clothes when he wants to. He makes his own bed. He helps do his laundry. I mean, he does a lot of things that, maybe not that a 13-year-old would do. He's not quite there, but a younger child, you know how you start; help, they start helping around the house? He has those kind of things that he can do now. So tell us a little bit more
0: about Jaden's personality. Uh, before we started recording, you shared a cute story about how uh, what he's saying when you tell him he's growing into a teenager.
1: Yes, he turned 13 at the end of the summer, And anytime I say anything about him growing up or you're a teenager now, he always, I'm so sorry, mom. At first, I don't really know what he's talking about, but he always say, God made me this way. I have to grow. I'm very sorry. And he apologizes, you know, like it's a bad thing. And I think what happened was one day I said, I'm so sad you're growing up. Can you just stay this size? Let's just be 12 forever. And, you know, he said no. But ever since then, he apologizes for growing up. That's that's sweet. Um, Any other stories that
0: show his personality?
1: He's very determined, Whether it is the right thing or the wrong thing, he'll get an idea in his head, and he's determined that's correct, he's right, or he's going to do it. He's going to complete it, whether he actually can or not. So he's homeschooled right now. We are working on math, and he was doing addition, but he's having a count he's counting on. So he starts with a number and then has to count on from that number, and it was hard for him. It was 12 plus 11, so he got to 21, and then he skipped to 23. And so I said, stopped him, and I was like, "Jaden, we need to recount this. And he looked at me, and he said, I am counting the Arkansas way. The Arkansas way. And I said, okay, so what comes after 1, 2, what comes after 2, 3? So then we'd get back to the 21, 22, 23. And he was determined in Arkansas it is 21, 23. And so, you know, you kind of have to take a break and play or do something else and then come back to it and start over. But... In, in Arkansas. He's counting the Arkansas way. Let's
0: talk if you, um, I know we were talking about some family advisory boards, but other families who have children in the neuroclinic and other specialties, what would you tell them?
1: Um, what advice do you have? What tips do you have? I know a lot of people who, you know, you work full time and you're also a parent to a special needs child. That is hard. Um, I was working full time until recently so I was working and had a special needs child and we had a lot of appointments but one thing you need to make sure is if you think something's wrong don't be afraid to talk to the doctor about it you're the expert on your child the doctor can suggest something and you either know it's not going to work or you know you're willing to try it and if you know it's not going to work don't be afraid to speak up and say that But also at the same time, don't be afraid to get referrals to other specialty clinics. And I know it adds up when you have four, five, six appointments and you're having to take off work a lot. However, if you can see that benefit, the growth of your child, and even if your child is not in a place where they're going to be walking and talking, but you can still see with a child who is not mobile and not verbal, you can see a behavioral difference when they're happier and feel better. And so adding these specialty clinics is a way to work on that. What does Arkansas Children mean to you and your family? It is an extension of our family. Um, We have several doctors here and nurses that we see so often they know us by name. And they're excited when Jaden comes in, nurses fight over who gets to, you know, do his height and weight and blood pressure. Um, I mean, it's just, it's family for us. And if you're
0: here all the time, you want that, uh, you want that support and you want, you want that feeling. So that, that is awesome to hear. So let's talk about what goals and dreams you have for Jaden.
1: Definitely maximum independence, whether that means he can drive a car, go to work, live on his own, or if that means he needs somebody 24-hour care, even as an adult. Whatever his maximum independence is, that's what I want for him. I don't have unrealistic expectations, going above or below what he can do i want him to be happy and to explore i want him to be a child right now i mean yes he's 13 can he do this things other 13 year olds are doing not all of them but that's okay i want him to do what makes him happy i want him to learn compassion which he does already know a lot but to have compassion and care for other people um and just really to find maximum happiness. And when it comes to compassion,
0: how are you teaching him about compassion?
1: He already had a lot of that in him um, because when he was in a facility, living in a facility, he was one of the more capable children. There were a lot of children who were nonverbal, nonmobile. non-mobile. Um, they weren't able to get up and go get a toy and he would see that and wanna take care of other people. You know, when his brother cries now, he wants to come and fix it. He wants to be the person that makes him not cry, that goes and gets a bib or a diaper, whatever his brother needs. Um, and so that we just kind of talk about that, about the things that he does that are positive and how it helps people and how everywhere he goes he makes people smile, and that's just one of his strengths. Um, And so we talk a lot about that at home and try to encourage that. Well, though, Carrie, thank you for your time.
0: Um, Is there anything else that you would like to add about either Jaden or Arkansas Children's or anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: Um, It's funny. Some of the stories I have about Jaden are usually, you know, like the, this is Arkansas counting, even though it's not correct. It's his determination, but... People that knew him, you know, at the residential facility or that have worked with them somewhere else. If I see them or they're on Facebook and they see the story, they always comment, I can see the look on his face right now. I know exactly what he looked like when he said that because it's just who he is. And he's had this amazing team for the last I mean, since really since his injury happened, he's had an amazing team to support him and build him up, and it continued. You know, it was in the facility, and then they brought us here, and our family or our team keeps growing. That's awesome. That that's awesome that you call his care team
0: family. So, thank you for sharing Jaden's story, and um, thank you for your time today.
1: One thing I meant to mention is, if you are a foster parent and you're fearful of having a child in your home with special needs whether it's moderate or even profound special needs or you're contemplating adoption and you you meet a child that your heart is drawn to but they have complex complex medical issues don't don't go in fear don't be afraid there are resources out there there are support systems out there Um, Don't let that fear stop you. Or even if you have a child biologically that you've given birth to that has a disability and you've never been around individuals with disabilities, don't let that fear shut your life and your world down. You can leave your home. You can go places. You can do things. Um, It doesn't have to be always Children's Hospital, but Children's has been an amazing support system for us. They have... Advocacy programs that can help you if you don't know what to do. Ask doctors for recommendations. Um, A company or an organization called ICANN, if you need some kind of special equipment for your child, but you don't exactly know what it is, you don't know what would make their life easier, places like ICANN can help you. They can help match you with equipment to borrow, or they have a long list of equipment that they can donate to you. Um, but don't be afraid to ask. Don't shut your life down out of fear. That's excellent. That is good points that there are resources
0: available um, at Children's, of course, but but in the community. So um, I think that's excellent advice for parents who are considering either adoption or um, have a special needs child. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your uh, tips for parents. And um, we appreciate you sharing your story. What an incredible journey for Jaden! We so appreciate Carrie stopping by and sharing her and Jaden's challenging yet amazing story. If you haven't seen the patient story on Jaden, please visit our social media channels to watch his progress. He sure has such a vibrant personality. We all wish and hope we can have the drive, compassion, and hard work that Jaden and his mom have. Thank you again for listening to the Live, Learn, and Play podcast. We're hoping you and your family are remaining safe and healthy, and tune in next time for a brand new episode. Until then, wash your hands, stay safe, and happy holidays from Arkansas Children's.